God designed us to be in communion with him in this constant connection with him. And that's how we see Jesus Christ ministering the kingdom of God. He ministers out of his intimacy with the Father. He brings that life from the Father and he shares it with the people on the earth. Hello, friends. Thanks so much for listening. If this podcast is a blessing to you, please take your favorite episode and send it to three or four friends. Encourage them to say, hey, this was a blessing to me. Maybe it'll be a blessing to you. In the last episode, I talked about getting back on heaven's agenda. That is, going back to the gospel that Jesus preached. And we see the gospel according to Jesus in black and white in Mark chapter 1. In verses 14 and 15, it says, Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And in our modern era, that sometimes feels like an apocalyptic message of the end of the world is near. But that's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying the kingdom of God has come near. The reign of God has come near. The government that governs heaven and makes heaven heaven, that makes heaven a wonderful place, can now govern your life. Repent, change the way you think, and believe in this good news. And so as we get back on heaven's agenda to unite everything in heaven with everything on earth through God's Son, Jesus Christ, we begin to experience what Jesus came to bring us. And our emphasis as Christ followers, as disciples of Jesus, is not about escaping the flames of hell. It's not about having a nice afterlife. Our emphasis is to walk in the model of Jesus, that we get to enjoy the same relationship with God the Father that Jesus had, that Jesus qualifies us through his sacrifice on the cross to be forgiven of all of our sins and to be declared righteous, to be declared blameless, to be declared above reproach, that nobody can bring any accusation against us before God because God has made us righteous through his Son, Jesus Christ. God has qualified us to have that same relationship that Jesus enjoys with the Father. And then out of that nearness, out of that connection, out of that communion with God comes a fruitfulness that bears the fruit of the kingdom of God on the earth, that the reign of God then expands through our hearts, through our bodies, into our communities, into the world in which we live. And it's born out of this intimacy with God. And so that's what I wanted to talk about in this part two of getting back on heaven's agenda. And just to remind us that the way that Jesus ministered was out of nearness with the Father. In John chapter 5, in verse 19, Jesus says, The Son is not able to do anything on his own, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son also does these things in the same way. For the Father loves the Son and shows him everything he is doing, and he will show him greater works than these so that you may be amazed. So Jesus 
he emptied himself, Philippians chapter 2 says, he emptied himself of his uh, divine power and he was walking on the earth as a man, fully God, but emptied of his divine power, just like he wasn't omnipresent, likewise he wasn't omnipotent, he wasn't um, omniscient, apart from depending on God. He had to depend on what he saw the Father doing to work miracles. He had to depend on what he saw the Father doing, which is how God had created Adam and Eve to live, that Adam and Eve were supposed to live in dependence with God. They didn't know good from evil. They didn't know right from wrong. They were supposed to be dependent on God for all of these decisions, for discerning right from wrong. And yet they chose to be independent. They chose to eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil so that they themselves could try and determine right from wrong. And that is the tragedy of human existence, that we try and live independent from God. We try and live deciding for ourselves what is right and what's wrong. And usually the biggest mistakes human beings make is not when they're intentionally trying to do wrong. It's when they think they're doing good. The worst things that humanity has ever done is when those people think that they're doing something good that is actually evil because they're trying to determine for themselves what is right and what is wrong. And God didn't design us to live that way. God designed us to be in communion with him in this constant connection with him. And that's how we see Jesus Christ ministering the kingdom of God. He ministers out of his intimacy with the Father. He brings that life from the Father and he shares it with the people on the earth. The goodness of the Father, he shares it with the people on the earth. So in Hebrews chapter 1, it describes Jesus as the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. So Jesus is the perfect picture of what God is like, and he's living out of this perfect harmony with the Father, and then he's manifesting the works that the Father has given him to do. So in John chapter 10, beginning in verse 37, Jesus says, If I am not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. And then later in John 14, in verse 10, he says, Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me or else believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. And I have a, a whole podcast on how to always get what you pray for and what it means to pray in the name of Jesus. If you haven't checked that out, I encourage you to go listen to those podcasts. But what I want to focus on right now is that intimacy that Jesus Christ had with the Father and that it was out of that connection with the Father that he then did his ministry, that he then manifested the kingdom to those people around him. And then in, in the following chapter in John 15, he says, the same thing to his disciples. He says to them, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me 
and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. And so there's this connection, there's this nearness that it's out of our connection and our intimacy with God that we are able to manifest the kingdom of God. We don't live in God's house as servants, but we get to be in God's family as sons. Romans 8.15 says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ, provided that we suffer with him, in order that we may also be glorified with him. So God has made us co-heirs with Jesus Christ, that we are to inherit the kingdom of God, and we are to walk in the kingdom of God according to the pattern of Jesus Christ. And last time we talked about Ephesians 4 and how it talks about that equipping the saints is for the purpose of seeing everyone mature into the stature of Jesus. It's to make us all like Jesus Christ, that we're all sons of God walking on the earth according to the pattern of of Jesus Christ, doing the works that we see the Father doing, that we're living out of this place of intimacy. We're not living by a new set of rules, this new Christian uh, morality, this Christian moral code that we're all supposed to follow, but we're living by the Spirit of God on the inside of us. We're being led by the very life of Christ inside of us, and that we're learning how to be attentive to his spirit in our hearts, moment to moment, day by day, hour to hour, listening for him, following his direction, being about what he is about. And so God's desire to be in communion with his creation, God's original purpose for Adam, you know, when God creates Adam, Adam bears his image and his function is to be in relationship with God and to administrate God's dominion on the earth, we see God's purpose fulfilled in Christ perfectly, that Christ was in perfect communion with God and manifested perfectly God's reign, God's kingdom, God's dominion on the earth. And that is the life that we as believers are invited into. Following Jesus is not about an escape plan off of this planet. It's not about having a a get-out-of-hell-free card. It's not about fire insurance. It's not about, you know, a parachute so you, you don't go splat when you hit the ground. It's about being a son of God, being restored to our position as children of God in communion with our Father and representing His loving dominion to His visible creation. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that so awesome? And so as New Testament believers, our bodies are the temple of God. We are uh, multidimensional beings. Ephesians says that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places, and yet we also have a body made of the dust of the earth. We are the place where heaven meets earth. Just like the Old Testament temple, that's where the presence of God was. That's where uh, the meeting place of God and his people was. Now the presence of God is on the inside of every single believer in Jesus Christ. And we become the touch point of heaven with earth. We carry the dominion of heaven 
inside of us, and we can manifest that kingdom in our own bodies and the lives of the people around us. We can manifest the love and the kindness and the selflessness and the humility and the power and the authority that God has given us. And God is inviting us as his family to represent him to this world. And yes, the Bible says that we groan inwardly and and we're waiting for the redemption of our bodies. We all long to be clothed in a heavenly dwelling. We all want to get a new body that's glorified like Christ's body when we will forever be free from sin and from the broken desires of this flesh that we have inherited from Adam. So yes, we are not Uh, We are in process still. We have not completely arrived. But in the meantime, Paul said that he wanted to depart and be with Christ, for that was better by far. But to remain in the flesh was more necessary on the account of those people who still needed him. And, And likewise, you and I, our purpose is to be here on the earth, to be faithful and to serve God's purpose in our generation, to impart the kingdom of God to be a vessel so that the reign of God can flow through our lives and we can experience the reign of God ourselves and we can be a carrier of the kingdom for those around us. And the source of it, it all begins with that intimacy with our Father, with understanding we are the beloved children of God and living out of that belovedness and enjoying that fellowship that we can have with God the Father that Jesus Christ has provided for us through his sacrifice. And then out of that nearness, we begin to live out the rule of Jesus on this earth. Praise God. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. flows we hear your tenderness in every star that glows in every cell that grows it's clear your excellence God you're beautiful